0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the NFT Scoop Podcast. In today's episode, we're joined by the founding team behind Hybrid Humans. Hybrid Humans isn't an ordinary project, they're packed with utility. They've got an awesome team, and I'm really excited to see what they do next. I hope you enjoy. Casey and Adam, welcome to the NFT Scoop Podcast. Great to have you guys on. For those listening today, we have the founding team behind the project Hybrid Humans. Guys, welcome.
1: Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Thank you. Thanks for having us.
0: No, absolute pleasure, guys. Absolute pleasure. So Adam and Casey, you're developing this project. I've met you guys before. It's really exciting what you're doing, and it is uh, a very much different project to many that I've seen. Before we go into hybrid humans and what it's all about, I'd love for you guys just to share a little bit about your backgrounds. Um, I know there's two of you on the call. So how about Casey? Do you want to fire away?
1: Yeah, sure. So uh prior to I've been in the web3 space for full-time or crypto space full-time since January 2020. So prior yep. to that I spent 7 uh years in a senior position at a medical devices company. Um we had um an eight-figure turnover, there was 150 staff and I was involved in in the high-level decisions and running of that business. Um That went a bit crazy during the pandemic, Um, being a medical business. um, It was kind of six months of 18-hour days and just working across all time zones. It was crazy. Um, So after that ended, I decided that I wanted to kind of change up what I was doing, pursue something that I really loved and had been aware of the crypto space previously. I dabbled in 2017 um, Mm in on Etoro, buying a little bit of Bitcoin and Ethereum, but had bought a little bit and sold it without really understanding the true fundamentals. Um, so in January 2020, I was looking for something else to do. Um, kind of discovered crypto, took the plunge and decided that I wanted to learn how to trade. Um, spent um, a good few months learning to do that and trading successfully and unsuccessfully at points. Um, I'm sure everyone <laughs> yeah. pays a bit of a tuition fee um and then in around kind of throughout that period i was using twitter very much as my central hub of where i was getting information so as we were going through from january into kind of once board apes minted um kind of seeing that pop up on my timeline more and more from the nft side um i then took the plunge with my first proper play in the nft market i bought three mutants in october um and classic then i kind of went from there um learned some lessons along the way in the market um been involved in some good projects been involved in some not so good projects um but yeah very much enjoyed the space i much prefer the this side of things to trading coins um i i bored of looking at graphs all day eventually um i i like to look for the value behind a project um and generally when i'm looking into a project myself i like personally utility focused projects and i know people might say well you've got a mutant um the reason i bought that was after roadmap 2.0 and i saw all the things coming and as well a huge part of that which i think is impossible to replicate is utility is very uh branding is very much utility
0: mm. yeah absolutely absolutely and of course like you know the the mutants and the board apes of have- not only branding but yeah you know, let's be honest from a utility standpoint they have delivered a lot of value to their their investors as well which you know you could argue as you know a, a side of utility as well of course
1: yeah look i mean ultimately um, at the end of the day as much as we all believe in the technology and we think that this space is here to last we're also here to make money so yeah. being mm-hmm. able to hold on to your asset and also benefit financially without having to to get rid of it via the drops via Apecoin, via mutants that have happened in the past and the dogs and the land that's now come it, it's i don't think that's a, uh, a feasible model for everyone because you have to have that huge underlying demand and support for your brand I've seen lots of people try to replicate that and it's just ended up diluting the supply even big projects um mm. but where they have really got it right is each time they've dropped something new, the brand has grown. Um, And I think, yeah, holders, everyone knows how much holders have benefited from that. Of course. And Adam? Yeah, so
2: um, my background is pretty different to that. So uh, going back many years in university, I did a law degree. Um, I had planned to go into law. And in fact, I even did a master's in corporate commercial, Uh, crashed straight into sales, ended up in a sales job, which is always fun after a law (laughs) degree. Um, but mainly because I, I enjoyed it. I really liked what sales was about. And um, in that kind of lifespan, I became one of the top billers for my company, um, became a manager director very quickly at quite a young age, uh, looked after that company for many years. Uh, it was bought out by private equity. Obviously, not by my company, I did benefit, but not quite as much as the owners, as you can probably guess. And um, from that point onwards, I uh, went and did a few non-exec director roles and started up my own staffing businesses a couple of years ago as a lifestyle choice, uh, mainly because my daughter was born at that point. Um, so yep. getting into the Web3 space, uh, in the course of running these companies, I had a couple of guys who worked for me who were getting into crypto. This was probably 2017, I think it was. Um, and the one I got recommended to buy was XRP at the time, uh, back when it was kind of 18, 19 pence. Um, don't know why didn't know much about the market at all, but I kind of threw 750 pounds into it, thinking, let's see what happens with it. Uh, forgot about it for many years um, and, and just kind of left it there for a while. Uh, I then met Casey because my company also deals with um, uh, the medical side of things. So you know, during the pandemic, yep. we were working together, helping broker deals to various establishments and and, and so forth, um, and he was one that actually got me into NFTs. So, kind of mid last year, started showing me the ropes. Um, I, I missed the whole mutant ape stage. But definitely missed the bored apes. Missed the mutant apes. Um, so, I didn't really jump in at the right time, unfortunately. Um, The closest one I came to was the Izuki's, which I went to potentially mint and then decided against it. So that was a fantastic decision. Oh no. Um, But yeah, uh, same as case. I've kind of been looking at NFTs um, and we've been working, you know, looking at what really makes them tick, kind of trying to figure out, you know, uh, PFPs versus utility versus ecosystem, what works, what doesn't. And, you know, we've kind of brainstorming this project since probably late last year, November, December time. Um, Okay. And yeah, again, made some, fairly good decision in buying nfts made some horrendous ones uh, like everyone else um got scammed got screwed over i think it's just a an intro into the market isn't it it's what everyone goes through so yeah fantastic
0: yeah i like i liked what casey said earlier about the the whole tuition fee i think everyone has to pay that pay their dues um in order to get experience because there's just certain things out there which you just only learn from experience. You can't be taught it in a book and you gain that intuition, don't you? Oh,
2: I, I got double whammyed on one. I, I think one of the first projects that I actually minted, uh, sorry, uh, sorry, I actually bought in the secondary market was one that was on the. Uh, it was on a bull run. It had gone from 0.4 to 0.65 that night. So I decided to jump in at 0.65. Big investment for one of my first ones. Uh, goes without yep. saying, of course, the next day it was 0.5, then 0.4, and it's currently at 0.05. Um, and just before I minted as well, I managed to jump onto a scam site. So not only did I spend 0. 0.65, I also lost 0. 0.2 to a scammer. So it was a great intro oh. into the market.
0: Oh, I've got plenty of stories that um, <laughs> I can share too, but we'll keep that for a uh, uh, we'll keep that for another day. Um, right, okay, so great great intro to your to your backgrounds, guys. Um, clearly got some some great in real life experience, which I always think is great seeing behind. Um, A group of project founders. Um, We've got experience in business already. So, Hybrid Humans, the new project that you guys are launching and are founders of, it'd be fantastic just to get an intro into what Hybrid Humans is and what's in store.
1: Yeah, so it's quite a complicated project when you get into the depths of everything. But, in a very brief summary, what we're aiming to do is bring successful Web2 business models to Web3. And in doing that, benefit the holders with unique and innovative features and benefits. Um, So we're planning to bring a series of different, which we'll refer to as ecosystems, um, which are Web2 businesses into Web3. The first one of those, which we've announced, is a public. So this is just, I just want to be very clear on this. It's separate to the NFT. And when we were originally coming up with this idea, we were at a stage where we were going to run these ecosystems as independent businesses. Um, We have literally spent hundreds of hours thinking about it. And when we started thinking about it, um, we saw so many great ways that we could tie this into an NFT, take on more of the spirit of Web3 and really create some longevity, um, which I think is Mm -hmm. one of the things that a lot of NFT projects are missing. Um, once you've got the initial um, revenue from the mint and and what's ongoing from the secondary sales, what happens next, um, I think a lot of projects struggle with. So having this independent revenue-generating ecosystem, it gives that sustainability to the project. So the first first ecosystem we're going to be introducing is a public pay-to-play raffle site. So as the theme of this, it's a successful Web2 business model Um, You can Mm -hmm. log on. There's lots of, I wouldn't call them competitors, but existing companies that you can go on and you can enter raffles for watches or cars or electronic bundles or cash or even houses sometimes. Um, So that's the premise of this first ecosystem. What we'll be doing is completely bringing that to Web3. So open to the public, you'll connect a smart wallet, you'll buy your tickets, you'll enter the raffle. The tickets, just to jump back a step, are an internal-only currency at this stage. Um, So you'll buy your tickets to enter the raffle. The raffle will then take place on-chain. All the prizes for the draw will be in an escrow wallet prior to ticket sales going live. Okay, nice. Um, The draw will then take place on the chain and be completely auditable. And then the prizes will be automatically sent from the escrow wallet to the addresses of the winners. The one big difference from the existing Web2 competitors is that usually their draws have one prize. Mm -hmm. Um, We wanted to kind of spread out that to make it a bit more inclusive and give people a greater chance of winning. So there'll be a main prize, which will be some form of blue chip NFT. Um, Then there'll be some medium level prizes and some prizes known as floor sweeper prizes, which we have some more details about in our medium article. Um, as well as some future entries into our other paid drawers. So as I said, that's our public ecosystem number one. That is open to anyone. You don't have to be a holder to use it. Um, mm-hmm. There will be benefits and, and unique um, features for holders, which we'll get into with some of the utilities we've announced and then more coming that we haven't quite got to yet. Um, but this is very much a public-facing website. Um, so yeah, the exciting yeah. part... Sorry, Adam, do you want to jump in for a second?
2: Yeah, just to expand on what Casey was saying, I think the, the kind of lying at the heart of what we're looking to introduce and the ethos is... I mean, it goes without saying that you can see there is a huge void in this market between entry-level NFT investors and then those that own 50 board apes. You know, there comes a certain Immense. point where... You're priced out of the market completely. I mean, even as a, yep. a, a, you know, someone who has a bit of spare equity, you know, you are talking a lot of money to get into some of these projects. Even a, you know, one, two, three F. I mean, if you convert that back to fiat currency, and I understand, obviously, there's a huge cognitive dissonance between you know one F versus <laughs> two and a half thousand pounds or you know three thousand dollars, but that's a lot of money. Completely. And yeah there's a huge gap there and what we are looking to do is create a platform to elevate as many people as possible into that and one of the things we like to quote is you know the chance to win a blue chip for the price of less the gas and and yeah, that, that. That, that lies at the heart it's the the equity of giving people the ability to get into that realm that they could never have done and and let's be honest you know a lot of these <clears throat> a lot of people that are in that upper echelon are either wealthy to start They've made some good decisions by minting the board eight, but 0.08, um, or they flip their way up, which a lot of people don't have that skill set to do or don't have the time to do it. Um, and, and so lying at the heart of everything, we're looking to do this completely independent ecosystem open to the public. Um, you know, yeah. And Casey alluded to the fact it's all on the blockchain. You know, Trust is a big thing in this market. As I mentioned, I got scammed. You've been scammed. Casey's been, everyone's been scammed. Um, trust is a big thing community is a huge thing so part of what we're looking to do is make it as transparent as possible so you'll see all the NFTs in the wallet the the raffle wallet you'll see exactly what's going on you'll see the winners it'll be transparent from point A to point B and all on the blockchain so Mm -hmm. it's kind of two elements to it which is we we want that trust and that honesty and that transparency and we want to give people that ability to use a platform to get to positions they may not be able to
0: absolutely and I think absolutely love what you guys are doing for the reason what you've just mentioned. And, and that is if I take it back to what we do at NFT Scoop, we um, have a, a duty to write good content about good upcoming projects. Now, a lot of what we find that we have to um, put out there is those higher level, higher level entry NFTs, the one ETH, the two three, because they are typically the ones that are going to do um, better in the market. Now, of course, there's tons of entry level NFTs and there's lots of mints going on, but equally, you know, we don't want to put out um, stuff that people might be able to buy, mm-hmm. but it's not going to go anywhere for them. So, we definitely feel in the community from our perspective, um, a lot of people reaching out and wanting that opportunity to 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 go on that first step of the ladder and and make their first bit of liquidity. But it's very, it's becoming very difficult in the market. I completely agree. So, what you guys are doing is is absolutely amazing. I think it's gonna. Really, give a number of people opportunities, um, not only to feel included in the ecosystem, but yeah, of course, you know, if, if 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 a new person enters, exactly pay pay for less than the cost of gas, and they win a you know a strong NFT, yeah, you know, it's gonna it's gonna change lives for a lot of people.
2: Yeah, I agree, hundred percent, and I think this this also links quite neatly into you know one of the other problems with NFTs is. You've got your classic PFPs, which, you know, let's be honest, thousands get released and everyone aspires to be the next Azuki or Bored Ape or Doodles or Punks or whatever it might be. And, you know, it's very difficult to find something that's going to stick and get that kind of community and that kind of following. Um, You know, in a lot of cases, let's be honest, it's very cult like. There's a lot of very, very um, bought in people and it's got the status that makes it go to new levels. It's very hard to do that with a PFP. With utilities equally in this market, it's it's very difficult to get something that is going to have that longevity. And part of why we've done this and molded it too is because we want this f- constant feedback loop that gives a benefit ongoing. So once the initial hype has died down, you know, obviously we love our art and we'll come on to that later. But if you're not in it for the art, the utility and the longevity of the ecosystem means that hopefully long after the mint has happened, the independent sites, the ecosystems, are going to continuously benefit the holders and therefore continuously Mm. increase the value of the project. And that was really at the heart of the link of what we wanted to create in this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Love it. So I know there's a a second piece of utility or ecosystem as part of um, the hybrid humans as well. Um, do you want to share a little bit about that? And I know it sort of ties into actual people who are holding a hybrid human, I believe.
1: Yeah, so I think we've got we've got 10 utilities in total. So far, wow. we've announced four of them. Um, okay. What we're trying to do with these utilities is create something that's genuinely rewarding for holders, um, is sustainable, and at the same time, is very difficult to duplicate, which we believe we have achieved with the utilities that we're planning um mm-hmm. so the mint will happen and there'll be a period of around six to eight weeks before the public raffle site goes live mm-hmm. that's for a variety of reasons one of which is we're going to run a public marketing campaign which we don't want to do for the NFT because we're growing this organically um but yep. we need that user base for the for the raffle site so we're going to be very much running a a, a focused big public paid marketing campaign. We're going to be doing testing of the raffle software on the holders-only raffles, which I'll get to in a second, um, and we're going to be ensuring that we meet all legal requirements in every jurisdiction. Um, so the utilities that we've decided to tie into the NFT, as I said, there's going to be a six to eight-week period before the raffle site goes live. In that period, site. pardon? Sorry, just, just to clarify, the, the public side for the raffle site? The public, yeah in that period 20 percent of the revenue generated from the mint will be used to fund completely free to enter drawers for all holders and this will take place on the public raffle site but on the members only section mm-hmm. um these will be taking place every week um there's a variety of different uh that there'll be ones where is one hybrid human one entry And then there's another tier for select rarity of our NFTs that will give you a greater chance of winning if you hold a number of NFTs or rarer ones. Um, And that is for the first six to eight weeks in between the Mint and the public site going live. It will take place on the public site. It will be the same site, but in the members only section. One of the other reasons why we're doing this is it will give us great credibility when we do launch the public raffle site is that we can say we've given away X number of F over this period. Here are the winners. It's all auditable. You can see what's gone where. And that should help to build some trust in what is becoming a more and more untrusting market. Once the pub- public raffle site goes live, Utility One really kicks in. So 50% of the profits generated each week from the public raffles will go towards funding Utility One which is completely free to enter draws for all holders that will also be happening weekly. That will also be topped up with 50% of the royalties from the secondary sales. So we've got two sources okay. of revenue coming in there that will be ongoing, um, that will continue to fund completely free to enter draws for holders. And as I said, with the the interim draws that are happening with the mint price, there will be separate ones for VIP holders, um, but we can go into those details another time. Um, so again just to go back to it this should be sustainable Um, people are going to be coming on these raffles are going to be taking place on the public site every week and the holders only raffles will reflect similar prize structure and prizes to what are contained in the public raffle so holders will be able to enter the public raffles um, but at the same time they can sit there and just benefit off the profits that are going on and, and take place in the free raffles um, the second utility, which for me is the most interesting one, we've called High Hustle. So this allows holders of, again, certain rarity of NFTs from within our collection to leverage the power of the public raffle site. So what holding one of our NFTs will allow them to do is enter any NFT with from their wallet within um, certain limits. There will be some terms and conditions into one of our public raffles we will pay them a hundred percent of the value up front so there's no risk for them and then take care of all of the marketing and the ticket sales will then go live at that point once a draw takes place depending on how the ticket sales do they will receive up to an additional 50 percent of the original amount um, they received so for example if you had a psychedelics worth uh psychedelics anonymous worth five f you could enter that into the raffle um, we'd pay you the 5F up front, ticket sales would go live, the draw would happen, the draw sells out, you get paid an additional two and a half F. Um, So we nice. think that's a really unique utility that how else can you get 150% of the value of, of an NFT? Um, yeah, and yeah. whether you mint one of those and don't have one in your wallet, we're hoping that will be something that really drives value on the secondary market because anyone that does hold one of those NFTs or has the liquidity to buy one, um, if they can instantly flip it for 50% profit, that's incredibly um, appealing. Definitely, definitely. And
0: in terms of the actual value of them, like let's say, like you mentioned, psychedelics anonymous, so let's say it's an Azuki, for example, um, and then you're saying, right, okay, this is valued at five ETH or the person who's holding it is claiming it's valued at five ETH, right? Is this based on, Uh, traits and floor or do you think it'll typically be based on a floor so we know that we know exactly what the value is yeah so
2: we're going to be building um a floor trait analysis um
0: okay okay. amazing
2: something to analyze this and, and, and allow us to give it to the members they can use it and we can come to an agreement because ultimately at the end of the day you're right you might hold something that you could say the floor is 2f and you might think that you have traits that make it worth 4f um, you know, There's multiple ways that that can be measured. And that's one of the things we want to be very transparent about. We want to open it up and allow all of our members and also the public to use it as well. And you've got to remember as well, mm-hmm. if it spits out that it's worth four F, for example, and the floor is 2, you would make that decision before you entered it into the raffle. So you would be happy that we're all in agreement that it's 4 with a view of getting 6 as opposed to the 2 floor, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah so, so it's something we are very wary of because, of course, every the whole point of the blockchain, the whole point of NFTs, is the fact that there are thousands and thousands of variations, and you can't measure everything by the floor. Um, you know, certain traits, especially with cases mutants, they're they're all so rapidly different, um, and some people value it higher than others. So that's a big thing we've taken into consideration for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And then, in terms of the value or the ETH um, that you pay. Um, say a holder of um, a hybrid humans, they want to submit one of their NFTs. Are they, are you paid, uh, do you pay that pre-raffle or um, or post-raffle? So,
2: so let's say that we agree that it's worth five and the view that yep. we're aiming to get 7.5, we're aiming to get that person to a point where they can achieve 7.5 for it. So they'd be paid yep. five up front before the raffle. And then after the raffle, the additional 2.5, which would all be an escrow. So sure, like, as Casey sure. alluded to, there's, there's no risk because they're being paid 100% of the value up front with the view of getting the extra bit on top afterwards. And then is
0: this... So that sort of... Uh, unless I'm missing something, that sort of mechanic and, and and utility, is that, I guess, kind of purely just delivering utility to um, the holder of hybrid humans? Because is, is there anything stopping you, say, purchasing that NFT and then putting it up for raffle? Because... Obviously, that would just be bought on the secondary market, for example. Say you had 5 ETH and you're like, right, we're going to purchase the psychedelics and then we're going to raffle it, um, which is kind of the same as paying someone 100% upfront immediately. But the thing is the actual community benefits here in hybrid humans rather than just the wider market. Is that is that
1: correct? Yeah. So the the majority of our prizes will be bought in the first way you described. We'll be buying NFTs as anyone else would be this yeah. will be an additional benefit to members of the community okay. um where Makes we're sense. sharing in the profits from this
2: yeah so so right. as you as you pointed out i mean it, we as casey pointed out we we're leveraging the power of public raffles to give them benefit so let's say yeah. hypothetically there's a, a raffle 10 going on and within that raffle there's already going to be um a primary prize of 15th
1: Five mm-hmm. secondary
2: prizes in the same raffle of of uh, 2F, 10 tertiary mm-hmm. prizes of anything from 0.1 to 0.5 F, and then obviously all the and we're also adding like 250 tokens for future raffles as well. Mm-hmm. So within that big raffle group, those prizes would have been purchased up front by us anyway, and they will be sitting there. So yep. that that's the way the majority of in fact 99.9% of all of our prizes will be driven from. Um, if someone a unique or a prestige holder or one of the VIPs wanted to put their own uh, NFT into the draw, that would be in addition. So it'd be part of that yeah. wider group, meaning they have a lot better chance of selling out the raffle and, and being part of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I have to say it's really impressive, the whole utility
0: structure relating back to um, the pay, uh, play, uh, pay-to-play raffle. Sorry. Yeah. What I'm really impressed with, with what you guys have ironed out is that like, Every utility seems to work. You've got um, you've got the revenue streams. Everything seems sustainable. Everything seems to click into place. Which, yeah, it's um, it, all the questions I've been asking. It's just yeah, it's, it's it's really starting to click in my mind how this is all going to work as well. How long did it take you guys to to to, to write all this <laughs> and, and make sure that everything was working and you know or or um, or, um in all in place, all honesty,
2: like I said, we've been looking at this since kind of early November, late November. We've we've spent yeah. hundreds and hundreds of hours. Um, and also as well, tying in things like, you know, what we haven't mentioned so far, because we haven't spoken about the artwork is you can immediately yep. see the tiering system based on the artwork, because the premise is they're holding a certain amount of cards. So, you know, if you've got six cards, you've got a unique one of one. If you've got uh, five cards, you've got a prestige and so forth. Um, so all these things have been taken into consideration. and. One of the big things we had to do is we were originally going to release our medium article, which explained all 10 utilities and the ecosystems in one. It was 25 pages long. <laughs> so in, in a <laughs> okay. market where you know people have fleeting interests and it's very hard to grab people's attention on something that's not animated or pure PFP, we, we had to make it more digestible. So we've broken that down, but yeah, the 25 page medium article kind of gives a glimpse if I'm being honest, of what <laughs> is the total picture, and even that's a condensed version. So yeah, it, it, the the utility buy into the raffle, sorry, the utility tie into the raffles, the ecosystems, how they all talk and communicate to each other through the high hue token, the, the ticket that Casey mm. mentioned earlier, um, and even things like traditional utilities which we haven't announced yet, um, how they're different to the normal kind of buzzwords. Uh, and actually serve some purpose, yeah, it, it's been a very, very long journey. And we've, we treat it like a business. The both of us, as you, as you said in the beginning of this chat, is you know we've got business backgrounds and we honestly see launching an NFT and, and getting this up and running. And the longevity of it is no different to a startup business. And, and you have to invest that amount of time to get it working.
0: Mm, mm. Really impressive, really impressive stuff. So let's talk about the the art then. Let's get on to the art. Mm. From From what I can see, you've got some really gangster looking avatars a lot of them sat around a table you know they, they've got um, some animal um well a lot of them are sort of animal avatars as well um typically sat around a table and they're, they're playing some sort of game which obviously ties back into the utility but yeah um i think the art's really cool it's definitely striking and stands out um i know that i know that you mentioned you've got quite an interesting artist on board to support you guys so do you want to sort of introduce a little bit about the art behind the project
2: yeah so i mean look we we <sighs> The premise of the concept of what we were looking for was we, we love the idea of the gaming. We love the idea of, of poker and, and gaming sites and, and the raffle site. Obviously, there's a theme going on. Um, I'm, I'm sure people, are, well, they can quickly Google it, but the dogs playing poker. Um, there's a yeah, classic kind yeah. of the image of that. We wanted something to be based on that. But we also wanted to tie it into a few other things, like, for example, Casey's mutants. Uh, you know, there's a backstory where they're the, they created the hybrids in vats and created these kind of half-human, half animals. Um, the art was a big thing for us because. Yes, we are a utility project. Yes, we are very much ecosystem. And let's be honest, some utility projects and are very much focused on that. And I think you know Gary V's one, for example, is a picture of a fish. You know, for one of his, his projects. So, you know, when you do have a utility project, you don't need necessarily to focus on the art too much. But we wanted to cover that basis. And in the course of dealings, you know, we had an acquaintance that had a connection to someone, and it turned out to be a guy who was a comic artist. Um, when we spoke to him, we really liked what he was about. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's classically trained in kind of traditional arts. He's also a, a very much focused in comic art, has been for the last uh, 12, 14 years. He's worked for Marvel since 2015. Um, wow. And, and that was one of the things we were actually also greatly excited about, but also slightly concerned about because... We are very aware that, again, using a buzzword in the market, a, a Marvel artist, a Disney artist, you know, this, that, and the other. And you never get to see them. You never get to know who they are. So we were very um, cautious. We, we wanted to make sure that JL, JL Giles is the artist, was at the front and center. So he's in the Discord. His Twitter's linked to ours. He's front and center. He, you know, you can speak to him. You can see him. You can see all his back work. You can see his, he's on the um, Marvel YouTube channel with... Um, I think it's 18 million followers and hundreds of thousands. They, they've shown him drawing for them. Um, so when we came yeah. across him, we, we just thought, you know what? We need to work with this guy. Um, he'd never done anything in FT's before. He'd been approached quite a lot of times, but he bought into the project and what we're looking to achieve. Um, and his artwork speaks for itself. He's absolutely fantastic. You know, he brought to life everything we wanted to see. Um, you know, fun, funny story is we, we, we spoke to multiple different artists and we could never quite get what we were looking for. Um, And on the first morning, Mm -hmm. within 25 minutes, he drew a sketch. And we're like, yep, that's exactly what we want. Exactly to to every single point of it. Um, And yeah, the artwork was a big thing for us because we didn't want to keep it like our project. Obviously, we like to think we're putting a new twist on things, being quite pioneering. We wanted to create 10 different base models with 30 or 40 different poses just as an image. And we've ended up with about 15 different trait trees and 500 traits. So it's a very elaborate, complex piece of art that's sitting at the front of a utility-based project.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And when you go, when you actually are, you mentioned it, the sort of the, the hiring process of that artist. How's that, what's that process look like? Do you essentially describe a concept they have to just Because I imagine a lot of our artists out there may have not come across sort of generative work before or PFP work is... Is it, uh, or, or, or have they? Uh,
2: well, fortunately with him, he, where he was a comic artist, I mean, he, he was, we knew obviously it had to be generous and obviously you needed the traits. He knew exactly what we were talking about. He hadn't done NFTs, but in all of his comics and everything he does, you know, he was telling us that there's up to, I mean, on our, our each of our traits is up to 15 layers of color alone. Um, so it's incredibly complex and incredibly detailed. I mean, you can see, in fact, in our 4K images, you can actually zoom into the coins on the table and see the reflection of some of the traits in the background, like the cigar embers and things like that. So he's, he's very aware of what needed to happen, which is why, you know, he was a long-term investment for us and and very excited about the project because he could bring a lot of his comic, um, set to the project
0: absolutely and i love that you guys are tying in art as well because you know that's that's one of the things that that like you say it could just be a utility pass effectively but the fact you tie tying in art you can attribute uh, rarities to different parts of the utility and art has uh, art and pfps has what's captivated a lot of people right yeah. so it's, it's you know it's, it's it's great you guys are uh bringing that in and in terms of community then and, and how you're actually uh, marketing the project at the moment how have you guys found doing that obviously you've got experience in real life business you're moving into Web3. How have you found that whole experience and process of actually building out a community um, and getting people on board?
1: Yeah, we've we've came into this not really knowing what to expect, not knowing how long things really take to build up a community. I think a lot of people and a lot of the projects you see are ones where they've got 20,000 followers overnight and it's like, now we've kind of (laughs) been doing it we're like oh my god how's that happened so i think there's quite no i I completely agree yeah we're going about it very organically um we've had really really positive support um and engagement from everyone we've had the opportunity to explain the idea to but the nature of what we're doing is that it's much more complicated than i wouldn't say your average project i would say the most projects um, and yeah. it requires a much greater explanation and therefore a time commitment from people to understand the project and that's been our biggest challenge because as i said everyone that's heard it's loved it but we're we're trying to find more and more avenues of which we can get the words out uh, get, get the word out there because we're confident we're very confident in ourselves um we've got great other people who we've incorporated into the team. So within the community, we've brought on some guys from MV3 um, and the the metaverse with the three page. If you've seen that on Instagram, they've got over a million followers Um, and they've got some really great experience between them in terms of community management um, and ensuring that the community stays engaged. We've got some really Unique um, and exciting kind of games and and card systems going on in the Discord. That's rewarding for people that are there and staying engaged because once you've achieved whitelist, there's still progression that you can go through to get a, more out of the mint. Um, we haven't released all the information on that yet, so I'm not going to go into it too much. Um, but okay. we're we're really excited by what we're doing and how we're growing. We're just now focusing on ways to reach a wider audience. Um, and we've got some things planned and some exciting announcements coming up that we really hope will help do that. Yeah, I think,
2: I think on the community yeah, I think as well, a big thing that we've found is, you know, capitalizing on what Casey said there is you do see these projects. And, and funny enough, you tend to only see these projects, which are huge hype projects. And, and quite often, more than not, you see, you know, they, they get 80,000, 100,000, 150,000 followers, and then they struggle to min. And you're like, well, how, how is that possible? How has that happened? And when you it's not until you actually start analyzing and looking at your own followers and, and how engaged they are that you see there's so many bots out there, there's so many promo accounts. And we really wanted to avoid that because, you know, as Casey mentioned, we've we've got a really good, strong, engaged community. Um, and we're growing it, you know, as we go along. You know, there's some other Sister communities out there, for example, Casey mentioned MB Three. You know, we've had brilliant reception from their their guys, their their community that have come kind of come across. Um, Psychedelics Anonymous, really good reception from them. Uh, Desperate Ape Wives. You know, there's lots of these really tight knit, really good communities that are coming across and taking the time to invest and learn about the project. And, that, and that's what you want. You don't want people kind of following on Twitter and, and forgetting about the project and just trying to make a quick flip because you know we are in this for the long term and that's what we're looking for. And we are a very uh, complex project. We, you know, It goes without saying. To try and explain 25 pages of medium in the space of a single image or a GIF, a GIF, or whatever you want to say it, doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and so you do need people taking the time. So we've been blown away with the reception, but it, as Casey mentioned, it's now a case of getting that to a wider audience and to get those people interested.
0: Yeah, well, I think you guys have gone about it the right way. Utility first. You've got all of that planned. You know, you're not relying on um, the the success of uh, mint to a degree, and you've got all of that base layer sorted. Now you can now market that out to a wider wider audience. Which often, I think, in the start of the NFT bull runs, was probably <laughs> the other way around. Right? People just putting out a PFP and yeah, the project disappeared. So no, great stuff. And then, so in terms of the PFPs that you you're releasing, which are obviously packed with utility, as you guys have mentioned, how many of those are going to be released uh, as Genesis? Is there going to be a single Genesis collection? Are you going to then subsequently mint more
1: later down the line? How does the um, how does the mint look? So we haven't finalised anything on this yet. There's no mint price yet. There's no mint date. Um, we're looking to mint in the summer. Um, There will be less than 10,000. Anything that happens going forward, hybrid humans will be very much the focus and the center of. So as we get to ecosystem two and ecosystem three, which will be separate pay-to-play independently revenue generating sites, the benefits will stack back in some way to hybrid humans. Um, So we do have some things planned. We haven't released all the information on that yet. Um, but it, it's very much in our thoughts.
2: I think as well, we're very community driven. I mean, our actual utilities have been named by our community. So, you know, high, um, high rollers and the other ones have all been named by the community. So, you know, we are aware that there are a hundred ways to skin a cat. You know, you could do a big 10,000 collection, you could do a smaller one of 3333, three, three, three. you could do a, a, a small initial mint uh, in similar ways to other projects are doing. I think the reality is you have to be adaptive in this market and it's changing massively. The market in January is very different to the market now. You know, people aren't as trusting. People want to invest properly in projects. Um, There have been too many scams and too many flops and too many rugs, uh, you know, for for people they are hurt. They want to find projects that actually work well. So, you know, to answer the question is we will be led by the community and what they're looking Mm -hmm. for. So we're open to it and we'll adapt as we need to as we go along so in the same
0: way that so hybrid humans are of course they're going to be the genesis collection now one thing that i'd noticed within your twitter and some of the communications that we've had is the the who network right is that so that's going to be is that going to be the wider ecosystem that all of these ecosystems play into and then hybrid humans being that genesis collection in which all the benefits come back to is that yes. how that's going yeah, to yeah absolutely <laughs>
2: imagine like a trinity so we've kind of got three ecosystems planned but one of the things we want to emphasize is we don't want to rush this the reason why we're not yeah. releasing a token on day one, the reason why we're not releasing, uh, sorry, like a blockchain token, we're not doing you know, staking from day one, we're not releasing a second. All these big things we want to make sure we take, because you can see, you can see when people do it right. Look at Labs, perfect example of they waited for their time, they've done things, they've created a massive hype. PA as well, we've alluded to it a few times, they've done it right. We want to make sure we're taking our time. So Ecosystem 2 you know, won't be probably until early next year uh, and ecosystem Mm -hmm. three equally probably six months after that. And yes, you're right. So that trinity, that trinity of the three ecosystems with hybrid humans sitting in the middle, that whole thing is a network. You know, I think Azuki said they want to be the biggest brand. You've got the ones that want to be the biggest uh, projects. We want to be the largest network of uh, independent ecosystems that feed back to the Genesis collection and then subsequently any further ones down the line
1: and i think just to add to that point as well we've mentioned briefly before that there'll be an internal only token that you'll use to enter the raffles those will tie into some of the utilities that we haven't mentioned yet for holders that may be Mm -hmm. able to generate those in some ways to enter the public raffles essentially for free as well um, as a bit of a sneak peek leak um (laughs) They'll also be cross-ecosystem as well. Yeah, that's Yeah, that was the point that I was getting to. So those tokens that are currently only for ecosystem one, if you're holding those now, you will be able to use those same tokens in the exact same way to enter whatever happens in ecosystem two and ecosystem three, which are not announced yet.
0: Really interesting stuff. Amazing. And I guess sort of finally, any, everybody who's listening today, I'm sure they wanted to get involved with hybrid humans and join you on your journey. How can the community keep in touch? I know you've mentioned Twitter and discord. What's the best way that people can keep in touch with you guys and have the opportunity of minting the hybrid humans when it comes to mint day? Reach out.
2: Honestly, like we, we're, we, we, understand. We're happy to sit here and take the time to, if anyone's happy to listen to us, we're happy to explain it. And, and hopefully in a way that it makes sense, you know, it, it is a, a big thing for us, we've got a brilliant community lead team. We've got some fantastic mods. We've got some really good community members as well who are actively engaged, helping spread the message. For us, as Casey said in the first place, we we haven't gone to any big shill accounts. We haven't used any big paid promo accounts, which would be very easy for us to do. But we don't want that. We don't want 100,000 followers with 500 engaged. We want you know 10,000 followers with 8,000 engaged. That's what we're looking for. Um so the Absolutely. big thing that people can help us with is spread the message, you know, get it get us out there, get us in front of new communities, um, you know, and take the time to understand the project because we will always be there in the Discord and on Twitter to answer the questions if you're willing to listen.
1: I think to add to that, I'm not sure when this is going out, but as from we haven't announced this in the Discord yet, but on next week from Monday to Friday, so Monday the ninth, every morning at a time that will be confirmed. I'll be in the voice chat in the discord for an hour and every afternoon or evening UK time, Adam will be in the discord chat for an hour. So anyone can jump in there, ask us questions about the project, um, get to know us a bit better. We can get to know them. Um, So discord is a a good way. Twitter as well. Um, Those are our kind of two main, main channels at the moment.
0: Yep. Amazing. Well, for everyone who's listening today, Um, I can vouch for Adam and Casey. I've met these guys a few times now. Um, I'm personally really excited about their project. I think what they're doing is amazing. And they're they're super nice guys, but also very, very switched on. So really looking forward to see how Hybrid Humans progresses. You guys are doing an amazing job. And I really appreciate you guys coming on today. Honestly, it's been great. No, thank you so much for taking time
2: to speak to us. We appreciate it.
1: Yeah, we're really excited to kind of, grow with with you guys as well um hopefully come Absolutely. back on and discuss some more stuff as we've got some more announcements and our communities can can benefit from each other
0: definitely every ecosystem will do a do a do an nft scoop part yeah <laughs> 100%. brilliant all right well thanks for coming on guys and uh i'll see you guys in the discord i'm sure speak soon
1: thanks